How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 28 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and uh, I apologize for not getting an episode up to you guys yesterday. Uh, as you can tell, I am dealing with a cold, and uh, I am hopped up on all kinds of cold medicine right now, so hopefully this all makes sense. Um, the plan for today is to uh, just talk about the game on Thursday against the Dodgers, uh, go over that real quick, and then I have a couple of hot takes that uh, might just turn into rambling, cold-driven diatribes, uh, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah, so that's the plan for today, and then uh, we'll, we'll have another one for you guys tomorrow to close out the week. So uh, before we get into everything, as always, uh, please follow us at Locked On A's on Twitter, or me personally at ByJasonB. If you guys have any mailbag questions, feel free to send them to us over at LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Um, so on Thursday afternoon, the A's played the Dodgers, and the A's won at Hohokam, um, 5-1 to one against L.A. Um, the Dodgers didn't have a ton of their starters going. I think they had, like, Gavin Lux, who was a rookie uh, for them, who may or may not get playing time. That's a big debate in the fantasy community. Uh, and then uh, Cody Ballinger is playing center field. He looked pretty good. And then uh, Walker Bueller got the start. The A's scored a couple of runs off of him, which was nice. Uh, there was also an error involved. So uh, he, he he did allow two earned runs, but, you know, there was an error involved. So, And then uh, Kenley Jansen was uh, pitching as well. And then they scored a couple of runs or uh, three runs on Dylan Floro. So I, I believe he's been one of their regular relievers. Um, I'm not sure if he's up and down or if he's just always there, but I've seen him in Dodger blue before. So he is a major league caliber reliever. So they, they did their damage against the major league pitching core is what I'm saying. Um, so that was a plus. Um, Matt Chapman hit his second home run of spring going oppo against Walker Bueller. Also, uh, you know, a nice sign you, you want to see guys like Chapman hitting home runs off of Major League caliber pitchers, and Walker Bueller is probably going to be challenging for the NL Cy Young this year, so not not a bad guy to go deep off of. Mike Fires got the start for the A's against the Dodgers. Uh, he ended up going four innings. He gave up one hit and uh, struck out four guys, so he had a pretty clean bill. Uh, easily his best start of spring so far. Um, so yeah, he is now 1-1, one one, but that doesn't really matter at all. Um, the A's are 9-6, and six, by the way. Also doesn't matter. But they're doing much better than when they were, like, 2-6. and six. So, that's a plus. Also in this game, uh, Daniel Gossett, Grant Holmes, and James Caprillion. Uh, also, uh, they all pitched. And uh, Gossett, they all went one inning as well. And they combined to go uh, three innings. They gave up two hits. And they collected six Ks. So, uh, Gossett had one K. Caprillion had two. Holmes had three. Holmes also gave up two of the, the, both of the hits. Um, so, not a bad, you know... Uh, appearance for the trio of guys that could become uh, rotation pieces if somebody goes down. And after the game, they were all optioned down to uh, AAA Las Vegas. Uh, they'll stay in Arizona up until, you know, everybody departs for playing games and the regular season and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, so they're all with the Vegas teams now. That means more innings for major league pitchers uh, to get ready for the season. Um, so there's all that. So they got to end on a high note, which is nice. Uh, they all did fairly well today and, uh, yeah. Oh, and, uh, the MRI results came back on AJ Puck's shoulder and he got a clean bill of health or it, it came back clean. 
according to Dr. Neil, uh, I can't say his last name, the guy that does all the time with yawn surgeries, Dr. Neil Atrache, Atrash, Atrash, let's go with Atrash. Uh, yeah, he does all, basically, he's the guy that you go to if your shoulder's messed up and he's like, yeah, you need Tommy John. Yeah, you need Tommy John. Uh, for this one, he did not need Tommy John. So that was basically when they're like, oh yeah, when they go to see him or, or Dr. Andrews, I guess too. Damn it. There, there's two doctors. Anyways, uh, the, uh, plan for AJ Puck is to strengthen up his shoulder for now and then, uh, he'll get back into playing catch and then getting back into games and all that stuff, probably do, you know, some uh, simulated games before he gets into an actual game. Uh, the A's are definitely going to slow play it a little bit because they can, you know, just have somebody in the bullpen uh, that, you know, might be out of options or something like that and uh, start A.J. Puck a little bit slower and have Chris Bassett in the rotation if they need to. They have options to play with if because A.J. Puck's a big part of uh, both this team uh, in 2020 and also of the future. So uh, they don't want to mess it up and lose him for another season. Um, you know, like uh, Severino is out for the Yankees, and he missed most of last season, so that's not great for them. Uh, I'm not going to cry for him, but, you know, I feel bad for Luis Severino. And it's probably beneficial to slow play it with uh, A.J. Puck anyway because, I mean, I know that they said that they're not going to limit it, uh, his innings or uh, Luzardo's innings or Manaya's innings, but... I don't see them going much past 150, if I'm being honest. Uh, so that might be like the soft cap, maybe like 165 or something like that until they get into the playoffs, if they make the playoffs, um, and go from there. So having him miss a couple of weeks to start the season uh, may not be such a bad idea. Uh, not, not you know, like it's a good idea, but definitely slow play to make sure that he's 100% before you throw him out there in the regular season because every game's going to count. And uh, I will have a rant about every game counting later. But, uh, yeah, so I, I'm okay with slow playing AJ uh, Puck's recovery time. And just because this week has turned into the Buddy Reed week for some reason, uh, mostly because he's fantastic and I like watching him play, uh, here's what Buddy Reed did today. He pinch ran, and uh, then he stole second and scored a sixth run of spring training. So uh, he's doing okay. So here's his stat line so far. He's 0 for 9 with 3 walks, 3 strikeouts, and 3 stolen bases, leading to 6 runs scored. And I know that, like, in today's game, he was a pinch runner, and that happens. But that means that he's scoring most of the times that he gets on base. He has a 250 on on-base percentage with no hits. And I know that it's, you know, very small sample size, but that ain't bad. If you throw, like, 2, 3 hits in there, all of a sudden, he's got he, he's getting on base all the friggin' time which means more runs because he's blazing fast. Um, so, Buddy Reed, I like this guy. He, he's okay by me. Okay, so I'm going to take a quick break right here, and then uh, on the other side of the break, I'm going to have one rant and one thing that I found interesting from the uh, Dodgers announcers who were calling Thursday's game um, about Sean Murphy. So stay tuned for that, and we'll be right back. So we've all heard a lot about Sean Murphy's glove work and how he's fantastic defensively behind the plate, but... Um, Watching Thursday's game against the Dodgers, the announcers for the Dodgers uh, brought up some stuff that might be troubling. And, uh, I mean, I assume that it's something that he's going to work on from here on out. Or maybe he was doing it as a decoy or something. I don't know. Um, but here, here's what he was doing. So they met, they 
noticed it very early on and I was zoned out because I was feeling sorry for myself stuck on the couch. And then uh, I noticed it in the third inning and I was like, wow, I could tell actually which pitches are coming now that they're saying it. Um, so when he wanted a fastball, he put his glove up right around, uh, you know, uh, maybe his chest height or uh, mask height somewhere in there. And uh, then if he wanted a breaking ball or, you know, a curve ball from Mike Fires or something, he put his glove like six inches from the ground. And if there's somebody on base, they can relay that really easily. They don't need any electronic sign stealing for that stuff. Um, and that could be troubling if this is something that he was not doing consciously. Uh, I assume that A's coaches have picked up on it. Somebody will know about it by tomorrow, and it'll probably be fixed. Uh, maybe it was a decoy thing, like this is something that he was like, oh, this is going to be a televised game. I'll do this on television, and then people will get used to this, and then we can fool them once the regular season starts. Maybe that's something that happens. I don't know. I don't know that they're playing super long cons during spring training, but it is something to keep an eye on for sure. I mean, I'd have a really hard time believing that he got this far in his pro career without anybody noticing this. So it has to be something that he was either trying or it didn't matter because it was spring training, something like that, because the, the announcers picked up on it in the first inning, uh, like a couple batters in. So if it took the A's and their, and, you know, their own internal scouts years upon years to uh, figure this one out, then that's troublesome. But the A's are good at churning out, you know, youngsters and developing players and stuff like that. So I don't think that this is something that's been happening. I think that there's something else to it that uh, yeah, maybe it is actually it was a televised game and he's trying to get some false information out there. I don't know. Uh, I don't know that the A's are playing that many games, though. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see on this one for sure. But enough about Sean Murphy's glove placement and stuff like that. You know what really grinds my gears? When the NFL schedule impedes upon future World Series champion Oakland Athletics when they visit the Kansas City Royals. If you don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, so so the, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl. And according to tradition in the NFL schedule, the Super Bowl champion kicks off the following season with a Thursday night game. Um... So, you know, and this tradition has been going on for like 15 years. So where this affects the A's is that the A's are scheduled to be playing in Kansas City against the Royals from September 7th through the 10th. Um, but the Royals have already come out with a, a new revised schedule for this period of games. Uh, it's four games, supposed to be four games in four days. Uh, They're shortening that to four games in three days. Because of the NFL schedule, and they don't want to, you know, have their fans pick between the two sports. Um, spoiler alert, nobody's going to the Royals game, no matter when it's played. I'm sorry. Uh, and I know that I'm saying this as an A's fan, and that sounds a little silly, uh, because people like to make fun of how filled, filled up the, uh, the A's stadium is. But, I mean, the Royals in September, probably not going to be something like a hot ticket. Is I mean, and I mean this as, you know, not a mean person. I'm just saying it's football season. That's a football uh, area for sure. P people are going to be more excited about the football team. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter what day they play the games. And and here's why it grinds my gears, if I'm being honest. So the A's are vying for the AL West championship this year. And three weeks before the end of the season, you're going to have them play four games in three days. I know that this happens occasionally with rainouts and stuff like that, but that is because they tried to play the game and couldn't 
because of weather, something that they could not control. This is just them trying to appease a few hundred fans, maybe? I don't know. How many people would go to this game that wouldn't be able to go to the Chiefs game? Like a thousand? Let's say it's a thousand people. Uh, if, if I'm A's ownership, and I'm not, because I would spend money on this, uh, in, uh, this uh, situation right here, I'd be like, hey, no, no, we're playing this game on Thursday, too, uh, and we're not playing a doubleheader. And here is a hundred thousand dollars that is saying that you're going to uh, sell one thousand of your most expensive tickets to this game. I just looked it up. Uh, the most expensive ticket is a hundred and three dollars. So we're going to buy a thousand of those, or just give you money for them, like a thousand people came, and then we're going to play the game on this day so that our players don't get hurt, and we don't have to bring up a minor league pitcher to start this game, and we have our best players out here because every game matters. So that's what I would do, because um, I, I mean, I know that it's months and months away, but uh, I'm worried that, you know, if you're throwing uh, Liam Hendricks or, you know, whoever out of the bullpen, uh, if say they got to pitch two or three games or you're, they're not available and then you lose an extra game or something like that. I've been saying for a couple of weeks now that the A's are going to win the AL West, but I didn't say it was going to be a cakewalk. I think that it's going to be a very tightly contested race. And if they're just, if the schedule makers are going to just give away games for the A's, uh, because it's hard to, you know, one, sweep a four game series, two, sweep a doubleheader, and then three, you're not going to be playing all of your best players, you know, Chapman, Olsen, all these guys, uh, all four of these games because there's a doubleheader and I mean, they might wind up playing Chapman and Olsen. Semien will probably want to play all of them. But you're going to have to use some of your bench players, and you're not going to have your best players out there for one of 162. And that's just because the NFL has a silly tradition that they started 15 years ago. I don't I don't buy it. I don't like it. It's stupid. And uh, I say the A's just buy up a 1,000 of these tickets and be like, here you go, we're playing this game on Thursday so that uh, so that we're still healthy come World Series time. I mean, what happens if, you know, Chapman goes down with a sprained hammy or something, so, a minor injury that would keep him out for like a couple of weeks or maybe a month, but because it's happening in September, it has grave consequences on a postseason run? Um, yeah, it's just not something that I'm willing to be like, yeah, that's fine, because the NFL had a scheduling emergency or whatever. It's stupid. Um, I mean, there's still a chance, I think, I, I from what I gathered, that it's not 100% set in stone, that the Chiefs could open on the road, but I also think that that's stupid. I'm like, if you win the world, if you win the you know, Super Bowl, uh, y you start at home. That's just common sense. So, uh, yeah, I think it's all stupid, and they should really uh, plan this all a little bit better. All right, so that's it for my rants. Uh, tomorrow you got Shamanaya against the Reds at home, and then Paul Blackburn against the Indians at Goodyear. Uh, so let's go beat Ohio tomorrow, I guess. Yay. Uh, anyways, uh, go out there and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I will talk with you guys tomorrow.